Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome in. It's great to have you with us. Mike Guido, Matt Catarizzolo here with you on a... Friday on Guido's Gridiron Blitz and the Landry Football Podcast Network. Matt, how are you? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, It is great to have you with us. We have plenty of stuff to cover today. Um, I will say that we we have reached a point now where college players can now be compensated for their name and their likeness, and that is now going to be in everything. So, that's where we're going to lead the show off today. But before we begin, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okay, so this is a pretty big deal. This is a huge deal. NCAA student-athletes are now, they've, 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 they've announced it. it. This is a real thing. Okay, this isn't a rumor. This is hardcore, big J journalism news here okay ncaa players can now receive benefits for their name their image and their likeness so that opens up the opportunity for endorsement deals that opens up the opportunity for the ncaa video games to come back out again because i I think there are plenty of sport fans that are Crazy excited about that possibility. But essentially, these athletes can now start benefiting in a more financial way with their athletic ability, and the restrictions of the NCAA no longer burden them. Um, Here's where I want to go with this. Because for people that understand where my position comes from, I think most people presumably make me out to be an anti-player guy. I'm not anti-player, okay? I'm not pro-billionaire. I'm not pro-powerhouse organization. I'm not necessarily that. But I I am a guy who believes in traditional business values, okay? And I am a guy who can appreciate somebody who has started a business, and has created a business model and has become wildly successful based on that business model. I think that's what America is all about, truthfully. But I also understand the player side. We're like, listen, it's a free market. We're providing a service that creates more money than the NCAA could have imagined, and we want to be fairly compensated for that. 
I don't have any problem with that. Here's my only issue on the subject. And this is the reason why I don't hate what's going on. Because it isn't coming from the NCAA. It isn't coming from the school. So this is why I don't necessarily hate this. Because you're not impacting other students. You're not impacting the school's ability to be a school. Okay, It really isn't even infringing on what the school is offering the player. Right? These guys that go to Duke, these guys that go to North Carolina or wherever, these guys that go to Alabama to go play football, they're all getting a free education. And I thought that that was worth something. And I still do. Okay? Education is as important now as it's ever been in this country, period. Okay? Education is worth something. Especially now where, you know, if you don't have an education, and let's say basketball or football doesn't work out, then it might be tough trying to find a job, truthfully. Okay? You see people in their 40s going back to school because they feel like they need the education. People that are taking out $250,000 student loans and not being able to pay them back for the next 25 years. Education is valuable. And these players, because of their athletic ability, are getting it for free. I think that's important. But I do also understand the position of, listen, we're making you a ton of money. It'd be nice if you could give us a little bit of something. But I will say, I don't necessarily have a problem with this. However, I do have a reservation. There is one thing that worries me, and it has worried me since the beginning. If players can receive benefits, they can receive endorsements, they can receive these different benefits from outside companies and whatever, then it is 1,000%, and you couldn't convince me otherwise, it is 1,000% going to sway their decision-making process by picking schools or picking the direction they want to go in. You can't tell me that Zion Williamson, and I'm using him as an example, that Zion Williamson would make more money at Pepperdine than he would at Duke. Okay, these guys are all going to go to the big ones. Okay, you think Cade Cunningham? Cade Cunningham is the number one overall player in this year's NBA draft. He was the best player in college basketball this year. He's going to be the undoubted number one pick. He went to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, again, they're a good sports school, but they're not Duke. They're not Kansas. They're not one of these ridiculous powerhouses. You think he goes to Oklahoma State? You think if if Nike approaches him and says, listen, if you go to Duke, you'll be able to make more money. We'll be able to advertise for you more if you go to the big boy than if you go to Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham's going to say, listen, I'll take the extra money. I'll play for Coach K. I'll play for Duke. Why the hell not? So it does have its pluses and its minuses. It does have its positives and its negatives. I do think that this decision is going to bring back college basketball. I think it's going to fight, especially college basketball, not necessarily college football, but especially in the sense of college basketball, I think you're going to see the fight against the NBA G League get a little bit more competitive. Guys like Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, who went to the uh, G League this year, who are both going to be top five picks in the draft. Are, maybe guys like those are going to consider going to college because the restrictions are not as heavy and they can still make the benefit instead of the salary that they would make in the G League. So I do think that there is a positive here, but I have a, I have a feeling it's going to impact competition because these big guys are going to go to big schools and it's going to leave the schools like Oklahoma State and Wichita and like like it's going to leave all those traditional like everybody's going to be going to Duke, Virginia, <laughs> you know, Kansas, North Carolina. They're going to go to the big ticket schools. And a lot of times they end up doing that anyway. So maybe it isn't as big of a deal as I'm making it, but now I think it's going to heavily sway that way. I don't know, Matt, how do you feel about the NCAA finally giving student athletes 
the opportunity to earn on their name, image, likeness, and take the benefit of their athletic ability outside of receiving the education for free. I mean, I'm 100% in favor for it. I always have been. I've always been on the side of the fence that has said, if it's you that is making the school money, you should be able to share in the profits or benefits or what have you that your name and likeness is producing, right? Like a part of me wants to like be happy about this rule so that future college athletes the next stars and future generations can finally reap benefits off their own name that people in their positions prior to them were not able to do. Yeah. But but the other side of me is like kind of I would I would feel really bad for guys like Zion, for guys like Trevor Lawrence, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, these these college sensations that would have made crazy money off their own name and brand and likeness. So I'm, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel because I, I it might be like, is it, do you think it's like too little too late? Because I no, think all, I, all no. these years now, what, what changed? Why now? Why finally now are they, are they saying it? it well, like, I, I think the NCAA was getting threatened. Right, I, so, I think the threat for the, for the NCAA as a business got threatened by the NBA G league. I think the, that they were seeing less and less and less college recruits actually going to college and skipping it and go like the, I, there was a lot more pushback on the NCAA. It was probably a forced move, yeah. but you also have to keep in mind, Matt, that, and this is why I wasn't totally against the old model to begin with, because the amateurism is a real thing. Okay. Amateurism is it, that is, it's a real, and I understand that most people are looking at this as if the NCAA is taking advantage of their players. And in a sense, they are. But at the very same time, it isn't like, the, I never viewed it as the NCAA was giving was giving these players nothing. I think the restrictions were really, really, were really, really high. And again, this is why I don't hate this move because it's not coming out of the school's pocket and it isn't coming out of the NCAA's pocket. I don't. I, that's the only reason why I don't hate it. It's that if the car dealership says, listen, we want to go put you up on a billboard, the player can accept that deal and take that check. And I'm okay with that. If Nike calls them up and says, listen, we want to sign you to to an endorsement deal, they're allowed to do that. That's That's fine for me. They've earned that. But once it starts infringing on the school's ability to perform the, uh, I, I guess, acts of being a school, right? and it infringes on the NCAA's business model, that's where I have the issue with it. See, I don't, I, I, I understand, but I don't think it will. I don't think it'll affect the, the, do you really think it'll drastically affect the natural like selection process of people or prospects choosing schools? Yes. I, I, listen, I think, I, yeah, but I think name value is probably the single most important aspect of people choosing schools especially when sports are involved if you get recruited by like you said if you get recruited by duke or if you get recruited by pepperdine right it, it's going to do wonders for your name brand and for your likeness you know the guys that go to pepperdine duke, duke anyway. by duke. but right. like but is it it could be the difference between picking like and, and again this is just in the sense of college basketball but like it could be the sense of getting recruited by duke to go play basketball are getting recruited by LSU, right? Like LSU still like Ben Simmons went to LSU. So it's not like they've had nobody go to that school. Okay. Shaq went to LSU. LSU. Right. So, but LSU isn't a basketball powerhouse, right? So you can't tell me that a a top five high school recruit is going to get approached by, I mean, he's probably already in touch with, these big name companies for endorsement deals. And you don't think that they would influence the decision of where they would want to go. They absolutely would financially speaking. You're saying, well, yeah, I I think about it. If not, like I said before, if Nike walks up to the top recruit and says, listen, you will make, we will be able to offer you more money. You'll have a bigger opportunity to make more money. If you go to Duke, than if you go to LSU, I mean, yeah, that is that is making the the non powerhouses less competitive, and the big powerhouses even more of a powerhouse. Right. Like I think it's 
it is in a sense bringing some players back to college basketball, I think, but they are all going to be consolidated into a number of schools. You're going to see schools with like, it's You're going to see Alabama football, right? Alabama has 20 guys that get drafted every year. The, the basketball program is going to have 15 players, and nine of them are going to get drafted that, that year because they're going to get nine of the 15 top recruits. Like it, it's, I think it's going to be so, and it, it already kind of is, but it's going to be even more so lopsided as far as talent. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I mean, that's an aspect I got to be honest. I haven't given too much thought on. I'm really just like the focus is on the players, right? Where yeah. they decide where they decide to go to school is up to them, but it, it's what, it's what they do where they are. That's going to increase their likeness and then in turn make the benefits and profits that they receive more substantial. Now, what I will say is we should talk about Reggie Bush. Do you agree with the fact that he should get his Heisman back? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and yeah, and I don't think there's anything that you can say that'll convince I'm not me sure otherwise. there's really anybody in the world that thinks he shouldn't get it back for the reason that it was taken away from him. Right. But again, so for, for people that for people that may not know, uh so when he received the Heisman trophy, meaning Reggie Bush, meaning Reggie Bush after the 2005 season in 2006, he was investigated when reports surfaced that Bush's family received gifts that were in violation of the NCAA policies. They were sued and they con- they confiscated. They took back his Heisman Trophy. They stripped his Heisman Trophy title for doing essentially what they just made okay to do for college athletes. So here we are 16 years later. And it's now okay to do what Reggie Bush was doing. So he should get his Heisman Trophy back tomorrow. That's what should happen. It shouldn't take very long. Give yep. him his Heisman Trophy back. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he probably should get it back. But uh, again, here's where I... Here's is, that like, is, that a, is that a slippery slope though? Because then you probably, you have to go down... Think about it. You have to go down the list and say, like, okay, who else has been penalized for this that has to be reimbursed? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like you, you can't. Pick yeah, you probably, you, you probably you got to go. You can't pick and choose. You can't split hairs. So, I mean. No, no you're probably going to go down the line. Right. Like, like when probably what they should do, right? After, I mean, yeah, like after the, after the national championship in 2019, when Odell was handing out, like, $100 bills to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, like, weren't they, were they penalized or no? Like officially by by the NCAA. I'm not sure, but people like De- I mean people like DeAndre Ayton, right? When he went to Arizona, was given like a uh, he was given like a hundred thousand dollars as a bribe, pretty much to go to Arizona. But see, like uh, that, I feel like is different. That's actually a good conversation starter because receiving benefits, <clears throat> being able to 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 collect endorsements, I think is different. Then somebody saying, listen, some outside booster saying, we'll give you, we'll give you two, we'll give you and your family $200,000 if you choose to go here. That's then completely, think- that's completely different. Cause, right. Because you're, you're, that's not even making money off of your brand or likeness yet. That's no, it isn't literally taking payment to go to a school, a place where you can then make money off of your brand and likeness. Right. So that's like a predisposed thing where you're taking money to do something like that. No, that that's yeah, that's I agree. That's entirely different. So, but here let me uh, let me open up this discussion really quick before we move on. Okay. I said before that I think education is valuable. Okay? I don't think that there would be anybody and, and they're probably, you know, I'm probably wrong in saying that. There probably are some people that devalue education in this country saying you don't need it anymore. I disagree. I think it very well. I I think going to college helps in a lot of instances. Okay. I, I just don't like the picture that gets painted about how college athletes were receiving nothing. They were not. Okay. Being able to go into life. Do you understand? Okay. And I'm not necessarily speaking to you, Matt. I'm just speaking to the general whatever. But 
Do you understand how valuable it is, how much of a head start you have if you finish college without any student loans? If there is nothing that you have to pay back, right? You don't have to take a certain percentage of your paychecks for X amount of years and pay it to pay off your debt. Okay, the pro- one of the biggest problems in the country today is that people will go to college for something, okay? They'll have $250,000 worth of student loans, and the product of that is that they have to go into a job that they don't want, that they're not in, just to pay off the student loan, not what they studied for, but to pay off the student loan, and then they're stuck, because they're, they can't pay off the student loan for years, and that just becomes their career. Okay, I, I would hate, and again, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to finish my college career without any student, without any student loan debt. Not everybody is that, is that fortunate. So I don't love the fact that, that some of these collegiate athletes are saying, listen, we're, we are getting absolutely nothing for this. That's not true. It isn't true because basketball or football or baseball or whatever sport you play is not guaranteed to work out. Okay, if you tear your ACL next week and you lose your scholarship, are you really going to be saying that you lost that you that you don't have anything? You at least have the safety net of listen. I can still go. I can still go study engineering and become an engineer. And make six figures a year. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as great as the eight figures that I would have made playing in the NBA. But it's I can support my family. I've created I, I've created a, a livable world for myself. Why is that gone completely unvalued? Yeah, I I, I do understand what you're saying. It is an undervalued part of the college athlete experience is listen you're doing what a lot of people are not able to do you're going and getting a college education essentially for free just because of your athletic abilities now a lot of these people don't usually finish their their degrees that's why you see some people in the NFL today in the off season right they go back to college and they earn their degree which is great that's right. an awesome thing for people to do yeah right so i agree with the point that you know it's it's and it's crazy how like out of touch, like I feel like people who aren't college athletes are with this whole thing because like the college athletes have this choice, like, oh, I can either be a professional athlete or I guess I can use this college education I got for free and maybe do something else where I'll probably make it, where I'll probably make a decent living. Like a lot of us, most of us aren't faced with that decision. We don't have the luxury of choosing this career, which is incredibly you know, fin- financially sustainable with, which is being a professional athlete and something else like, like a guy like Justin Herbert, who I'm pretty sure has like a master's in like biology from Oregon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we have guys that are going to like good schools. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick came from Harvard. Like Richard Sherman went to Stanford. Like these, these are guys that aren't going to like, you know, rinky dink schools just because they were good at football. Like, no, no, they're, they're like high class. Exactly. You know, like, universities. Exactly. Like you, you tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick couldn't find like, a really, really good, stable career outside of football with a Harvard education. Right. That's exactly. right. That's my point. Is yeah. You're not getting nothing. Okay. Right. Would, would you, uh, and again, this is my point on this. Okay. The fact that they can receive the outside endorsements. Okay. They can go get a job and not be penalized for it. Mm-hmm. I like that. They can benefit. They can collect royalty checks from the video games. Okay, they can be featured in movies and make and make money. You like, know, I I like that. And again, this was my only issue. Is that the only re- the reason I'm okay with this is because it isn't coming from the school. And also the NCAA. I hope it doesn't devalue education. The the. I hope it doesn't devalue education in these college athletes' minds because if they can just if they see going to college and now that they can make money while they're there, they could just see that as a means to an end. So I Correct. right. So again, to extend your point, I'm I'm nervous that that may be a thing that they're seeing college as like okay, this is my platform where I can now make money, right? 
the education is now at a secondary or even like tertiary tier in their mind, which is, it's not good. It's not good, right? Because you're right. Education is, is so valuable that you can't put a value on it. Right. You just can't. And I, and I will say this, if they, if they don't want that to happen, then it is on the university to hold student athletes accountable for grades, attendance. Yeah, sure. Like, like you can't take, and I'm not saying that he did. I, Zion Williamson could have been a, a perfect student. I have no idea, mm-hmm. right? But Zion Williamson's got to show up to class. He's got to study. He's got to get good grades, okay? There needs to be some set of a bar. And I know that there is one, but I yeah. know a bunch of schools flub it just so they can keep the athlete on the field. Yeah. Right? So that is up to the university. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to devalue education, then don't. Hold yeah, players accountable and make sure that they are they're, they have good study habits. They go to the library. Like one, I will say this, and we'll move on after this. Mm-hmm. John Calipari, the uh, head basketball coach of Kentucky, is very good with making sure his players stay educated. Very good. He starts book clubs with his players. Okay, he does homework with his players. Uh, I've heard great things about what Coach Cal does in at Kentucky, and yeah. that's the kind of action that I think a lot of these programs need to have, Matt. They need to have these accountability because, again, you're 100% right. That's a real fear. If you lose all the value in education, then you are sending a really bad message, mm-hmm. and that's not what you want. Make sure that that stays grounded and that core value stays important. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I was just looking up. I was trying to find out what Justin Herbert's degree was in. Found out that after the 2019 season, he was awarded – he was the 30th recipient of the William V. Campbell Trophy which is referred to as the academic Heisman. Yeah. You want to talk about. Hey, listen, a lot of these kids are smart, man. They really are. I mean, geez. Justin Herbert's a smart guy. The academic Heisman. And yes, I was right. So he graduated with a a bachelor's degree in biology from Oregon. The William B. Campbell Trophy recognizes excellence in academics, athletics, and leadership. Yeah. What a what a guy! Statues of somebody doing the Heisman pose, but instead of a football in his hand, he's holding like a beaker. It's a book. It's a book. It's right? a book. A pencil or a feather pen. Oh, oh, that's perfect. Okay, um, so let's move on to this. So the Dallas Cowboys—they're going to be featured on Hard Knocks. That's according to Adam Schefter. Um, me as a Cowboy fan, that's going to be incredibly entertaining for me. Uh, yeah, but I will say this. I, I'm going to make a prediction. This will be the most watched hard knocks in the history of the show. I don't think that's crazy to say. I don't think it's at all crazy to say. I think it's actually spot on. I'm actually, I'm very confident in this. Not only are the Dallas Cowboys the most popular team in American sports, but they are a very hot topic within that sport. Okay. So you get Dak Prescott coming off the injury. You get the personality of Jerry Jones. You get, you best believe that Jerry Jones is going to be the main be the character. Main character. Give me the main the character. Main character in this oh, show. God, okay. Jerry ready for his close up. I mean, it's going to be uh, that is going to be so incredibly fun. I think it's going to be incredibly because look. The Cowboys, they don't want to say, are an incredibly dysfunctional organization because they're not. But this is getting a look at the personalities in the locker room. Okay? Like I said, you get Dak off the injury. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see a lot of different action with Zeke this year. They've got a lot of players coming off the injury. They have a defense that is inc- that is really trying to improve. Okay? Don't be... I think you're going to see a really good glimpse of what Mike McCarthy is as a head coach and what Dan Quinn is as a defensive coordinator. You're going to see the relationship between Dak and Kellen Moore. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be encompassed in this um, in Hard Knocks. I think it's going to be a really fun thing. I wonder who the focus player is going to be because you know how there's like the, there's always those one or two guys that are kind of outside it. That it has to be Dak. Team, it, I, right? think, I think it. I, I think it has to. It has to be Dak. How could it not be? 
Yeah, but we is know. Kinda, we know. Is it kind? Is it kind of cheesy though to to make it the quarterback? I feel like it kind of is. Well, that's what I mean. Is like like for the Browns a couple of years ago, it was Devin Kajust, right? And Devin Kajust yeah. was like he was the guy that you know he's a personal friend of ours because we've had him on our, uh, the show before. His his father, but. Like he, the guy that was maybe going to make the team, but then didn't make mm-hmm. the team or so like, there's going to be that kind of guy whose story is going to come around. I wonder who that's going to be, but I don't know. What do you think? Cowboys on hard knocks. What do you think? Uh, okay. Okay. Giant fan. Come on. You're okay. You're right. It, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It, it, like I, I will say they're not a boring team. It's not a boring team. So you're right. There's plenty of storylines. You got, Dak, Dak off the injury. You got personalities all in that organization. Started. You got Jerry. There's Zeke. Uh, Par- Micah Parsons is supposed to be a very animated, uh, you know, passionate guy. I think he's – so we could see a lot of him. Uh, we could see these veteran offensive linemen. We, we see, you know, Lamb and Cooper and Gallup. And, you know, we, we, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of interesting – Fireworks show. Personality, yeah. A lot of interesting personalities. I could name five other teams I would rather have put on this season of Hard Knocks than the Cowboys. Oh, come on. Who? You want right now, you want five teams. Yeah. Why okay. would they want you right? Re- are you ready? No particular yeah, order. No. I would rather I would rather see the Browns. I would rather see the Jaguars. I would rather see the Giants. I would rather see the Cardinals. I would rather see the Seahawks. Five teams I'd rather see than the Cowboys. I just think more more interesting or potentially could be more interesting. Okay, first of all. And I can give reasons for all of those teams. The Browns are on it like every year. The the Browns, okay, the Browns were on it once in 2018. The Cowboys actually have been on it more than the Browns. The Cowboys were on in 2002 and they're on this year. Yeah, but what is so like, like, because you got to think hard knocks is for like teams that are a little dysfunctional and teams that haven't made the playoffs in a while teams that like, that's what hard knocks is for. The Browns are good. They're going to be really good this year. Why, why is that interesting? What is interesting about them? They have the most boring head coach in the entire league. Kevin Stefanski is boring head coach, coach of the the, year, the blandest head coach in the whole league. Uh, no, I don't think I can think of another coach. I don't think I can think of another coach in the NFL that is less of a personality than him. You think Mike McCarthy has more of a personality than Kevin Stefanski? Yes. Yes. Uh, what about Mike Mike Zimmer? He's really, Mike Zimmer has more of a personality than Kevin Stefanski. Oh my God. Really? Yes. Mike Zimmer's Mike Zimmer's like a hundred. I've seen Mike Zimmer lose his cool. Kevin Stefanski. I don't know if I've ever seen his face move. Can I can I make a substitute? Can I swap out a choice for the Browns? You do whatever you want. You're right. Okay. I'm swapping out the Browns for the Lions. I think the Lions would be Oh, Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell. That would be funny. Right. Dan like, Goff. Dan Campbell. They got Jared Goff coming in now. Dan Campbell was made for hard knocks and the lions have never been on hard knocks before. <sighs> I, why the giants? Why the giants? Yeah. Why? Why the giants? Okay. What did you just say? Joe judge would be cool, but Joe judge would be cool. But okay. Let's think. What did you just say? What's the criteria you just listed underperforming team? Haven't been to the playoffs in a while, but relevant semi dysfunctional, semi dysfunctional, but still, you know, semi-competitive. There needs with- to be some sort of drama. I don't sense the drama with the Giants. Well, let's, okay. So you're right. Judge would be good. I think Gettleman would potentially provide the drama because there's always, there's always something, there's always something with Gettleman. Okay. <laughs> you have Dan, I mean, Daniel Jones, there's the stories about him. You have interesting players like Saquon. You have interesting guys, Leonard Williams, like Kenny Galladay. You Like there are guys. Kadarius Tony now yeah, more than the Cowboys with Dak and Jerry and come I, on that is going to be Jerry Jerry I don't care. like Jerry is as much value for entertainment as like five players on the Giants that's why they weren't my first choice but I will say that I mean, like Jerry I, who's I the more say. entertaining guy who who's a 
who's a coach, player, owner, whatever, doesn't matter. Who's a guy that you would rather watch on television in like this episode, you know, series dramatic scope than Jerry Jones? You mean like another GM? Who uh, any or a player, a coach, coach, whatever doesn't matter. You're asking me to take one person one in the entire who NFL landscape over Jerry Jones. Over Jerry, I, Jones. I, could, I could name so many right now. Oh, I can name, I can name a lot. Really? Yeah. But they've all. I mean, some of them have been on Hard Knocks already. Like I would pick John Gruden. John Gruden's more entertaining than well, Jerry okay. Jones. I John, think. Well, you're right. okay. So John Gruden's a good one, but I don't know if I would t- like definitively take John Gruden over Jerry. They're in the I may. class, though. I may. Jerry, I may. listen. John Gruden on Hard Knocks was amazing. That was so. I agree. It wasn't funny. You know, I'm really not into dreams. I'm into effing nightmares. Like that whole deal was a. Am- that was awesome. That was sick. That was awesome. Yeah, take their heart. But, yeah, you got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Yeah, that kind of whole that whole deal. But um, but you don't think Jerry Jones would be a similar level of entertainment talking about talking to guys oh, about sim- yes. holes and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Sim- yeah similar. Yeah, 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 similar for sure. <laughs> right. He would Box use holes. metaphors and similes. Uh, and, yeah, he would just be. <laughs> what about okay? All right. So let let's go through the other ones. So what about what about the Jaguars? You have Lawrence. That would be, that would be have, a good one. You have Lawrence. Yeah, you have Ur- good. Lawrence, Urban Meyer. You have Urban Shad, Meyer. Shad you got Tim Tebow and Camp. Yeah. Yep. Not, look, that's that. That's entertaining right there. That's a good I like one. That. I like the, that. Ja- the Jaguars have never been. The Jaguars have never been on Hard Knocks. I would have liked to see the Jets this year too, because I feel like Robert um, Sala would have been cool. Robert Sala would have been cool. Robert You've Sala seen the personality. Really cool. With the Jets locker room at all the at all the Islander games and stuff like that, like this, yeah, this is an offense. Dan Feeney and guys like that that are smashing brewskis off their head and like it's just you know maybe, maybe the Titans Titans would have been cool. Julio and Mike Vrabel and yeah, Mike Vrabel. You know, you got got you got Henry and you got a Henry, but uh, I don't, guys. again, but there needs to be drama though. So that like like that means like the Green Bay Packers would be perfect. I think. Yeah, goes on with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan yeah. Love is now getting first team reps. Yeah, even though I do believe that but would Ro- would, Ro- would Rodgers be in it? Maybe, 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 that maybe pretty- it'd be like an Antonio Brown kind of situation with the Raiders. But oh, that'd like, be cool. You know, here's the thing though, is that I also want like really big personalities. So Matt Lafleur doesn't have a personality. Brian Gutekunst, the GM, I don't even know what that guy sounds like. Like I just I don't know. It's, what about uh what about the Bucks? They were in 27 they were on Hard Knocks in 2017. Right. So they get Brady and but, but there's no drama. Yeah, there's but no there's drama. yeah, I I know, but come on, like there's Gronk, there's uh here's here's the, here's the thing. There's so many people that are good there. Well, well, yeah, okay, so Gronk would be cool and everything, but what are the teams that are the most dramatic? Like, what teams are stirring up the most drama in the NFL right now? Okay, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Houston Texans, easily. Uh, yeah. Okay, who else is there? In terms of, like, drama and... In terms of drama and... Storylines and yeah, stuff? ridiculous news and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you I guess you named them. Those three teams top the list, yes? Yeah, yes. Okay, so there you go. Seattle, Seattle's another one. You brought Seattle up. Mm-hmm. Seattle is another one, but that, that se- but the Seattle situation seems to have kind of settled a little bit. Russell Wilson's going to play for the Seahawks this year. That's not, you know, there isn't really much drama with that. Yeah, he kind of he kind of already said like, you know, everything's all good. We're fine. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play. Right. I was I was just venting. What, what about the Chicago Bears? That is another very, very good one. That's Chicago, another re- that's another Bears, really good one. They're thinking about moving. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is that that blows my mind. The bear you're gonna take the her. bears out of Chicago. Yeah, that's like seriously, that's I don't that's like taking the Yankees out of New York. Yeah, you don't that you is, can't you can't do that. You're not that, gonna take the Bears out of Chicago. Yes, Stop. That's that's the same. Stop. But listen, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are fighting for their job. Justin Fields, yeah. Justin Fields, yeah. Hit, like that would have been. That's something that's entertaining. Like you I, still have, you still have, you still have pieces of that defense. Do I have Mac there? Right, right. What about the Patriots? 
Mm, that's another good one. That's another good one. Now the personalities there though, because like you have Cam Newton. No, there are, there are no personalities there. That's the point. There's no personality. There are no personalities. <laughs> it's the most boring hard knocks ever because you yeah. get Belichick mumbling to everybody. But I will say this though, I, I think that there's value in television. Like you've never just YouTubed clips of like Bill Belichick in practice. Yeah, like, of course. Seeing how he communicates with players. That's entertaining, right? Yeah, so, it's it's, like it's an interesting peak. Like Andy Reid, watching Andy Reid coach, I think would be entertaining. Yeah. Like, like I, I genuinely, I think that's one of the more exciting pieces about Hard Knocks as a series mm-hmm. as a whole is getting the inside look on how some of these coaches coach, mm-hmm. right? How they interact with their players. That's why, you know, if, if the Patriots were to do it, watching Bill Belichick coach would be like that. That's great. A television. Same yeah. thing with Andy Reid. Same thing with Sean Payton. Yeah. People, the Rams were on it twice in the last like four years. Sean McVay is a hit, right? Yeah, 20, 2016 and 2020. 16, I think, was still with Jeff Fisher, but I think the second 20, time was, yeah, because 2016 was Goff's rookie year. That was Goff's rookie year. So Sean McVay, the second time around, but that was really entertaining with Goff, John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Like you like seeing these guys um, communicate with their players. Yeah, and again, I, I think like comparing Mike McCarthy to John Gruden or Belichick or anything like that. I don't think watching Mike McCarthy interact with players will be as entertaining as those guys, but you get the extra extension with Jerry Jones because you know Jerry Jones is going to be in the building every single episode. He's going to be a prime, prime character in the series. You know it. Yeah. You know it. Like, I, I think that that brings something. So again, I'm sticking with my prediction on this. The this year's hard knocks with the Dallas Cowboys will be the most watched hard knocks in the history of the series. Agree or disagree? No, I I mean, I agree just because also I feel like in 2008, when the Cowboys were last on hard knocks, Oh my God, they were on three times. I even, I missed 2008. So it's 2002, 2008, and 2021. God, greedy. I feel like people, you know, watching TV and streaming stuff wasn't nearly as popular as it is now. So right. you're, you're going to get so much viewership just what, based off this. What is the most, I probably should have went into this segment knowing this, but what is, what's the most watched hard knocks ever? Like what's the number one? Uh, let me get that for you. I'm going to Google it at the same time you are. So most watched. Hang on. I can't. Why can't I type? I've spelled. I misspelled watched. Like was, Okay. So it was the Raiders. Oh, so it was like Antonio Brown and. Premier, so, yeah. So the premiere of Hard Knocks in 2019 was 879,000 people. <laughs> watched it. So that's a 13% increase from the Browns premiere, which was the previous record holder the year before. Okay. So it was the Raiders. So yeah, this article is really so 79,000 mm-hmm. is the record right now because hard knocks wasn't a wow. thing last year because there was no camp. Right. So I think, okay. So the number was 879,000. I think the Cowboys easily surpass a million. Yeah, I think so. I think I, th- I think I think they could get up to 1.5. They could get close to doubling that number. Yeah. Cuz think about it, like every cowboy fan's going to watch it. Or at least every, every every football fan should watch it. Any cowboy fan that has HBO Max is going to watch it. Yeah. I am. I love Hard Knocks. <laughs> I love Hard Knocks. I mean it's Hard Knocks. Is a, Listen, that- Hard Knocks is a great it, Hard Knocks is a great uh it's a great thing. That's it's why awesome. it's better when there's drama, right? Do you also, remember the scenes w- the, when when it was the Browns, right? And you saw Hugh Jackson in the coach's office, mm-hmm. and he was talking to players about about cutting them and demoting them, and yeah, I still remember. I remember raw emotion and everything like that. I mean, that's great television. I also love Liev Schreiber's voice. <laughs> what was? Who's the the um? Who's the fat guy with the with the mustache? Why, uh, what was his name? Bob Wiley. 
Oh, for the the what was he like the line the line coach for the Browns or what was he yeah, like, something running, like that? He was like a running back coach or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just communicated. Oh, in sorry, English. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. You know, uh, in two thousand seven, when the Chiefs were on it, Paul Rudd actually narrated it because he's a he's a big Chiefs fan. Paul Rudd narrated the 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 Super Bowl uh, preview. This year, how could you not like Paul Rudd? He was the. I'm surprised he wasn't part of the Friends reunion. Is he not like the most likable, like the most universally liked actor? The most universally liked act. I probably. I think, I think he's up there. Like he's the, he's, so? he's up there with like Tom Hanks and The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> yeah, just think, come on, like just like. Is Tom Hanks that likable anymore? What do you mean? Is like I, Tom Hanks a great actor, but do people like him? Like, I love Tom. Like, he's just I don't know. He's just I feel like he's one of those like universally loved people. The Rock. That's a good one. Everybody the Rock is the Rock. Everybody thing. loves the Rock. What's a reason not to like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? You <laughs> give me one where I'm like, no, oh, you're you're yeah right. right. No, no. Kevin Hart. Is probably up there too. Is, I, I mean, he's okay. I don't think he's very funny, but he's all right. There are times where Kevin Hart's really funny. Kevin Hart had a great run of specials for his first like three. His first three specials were really good. I was yeah. like, wow, this guy's gonna be like. And I, I like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this guy's gonna be like the biggest comedian like in the world. And then he ended up being the biggest comedian in the world. And then he started acting in terrible movies. And now I don't know. Now, would you say like Michael B. Jordan is likable? Of course, yeah. I love my I love Michael B. Jordan. See, Michael B. Jordan, I I I have my thing with Michael B. Jordan. Okay, okay. Because, like, I, like, like, I like, a, like a gripe. Like you have a gripe with Michael B. Jordan. It's not even a gripe. It's nothing. He, it's nothing that he did. It's what he is. Okay. I hate the fact that every girl in the world is obsessed with him. He's, be- he's beautiful. What, what do you I, expect? I, I know, and I hate it. I uh, hate, he's he's I hate the fact. like a chiseled Greek god. Like, what do you? I, like, I know I'm defacing my insecurities right now, but dude, I don't. Care. I, I don't listen. I don't care either. He's like, I will. I will very I much hate admit the fact it. that he's gorgeous. That's whatever. You know what's crazy? I I have never seen uh, <laughs> Creed. Never seen it. No. Yeah, never seen Creed. You've I never, never seen Creed. I've never seen Creed one or two. Which is oh, great. Yeah, which is to. I know. Which First is of all, you gotta watch them in order. You have to watch Creed one and then Creed two. Yeah, which you is can't. crazy because I love I'm a I love the Rocky movies. I'm a huge. Yeah, Rocky if you guy. love Rocky, you're gonna like Creed. Like Rocky, I, was, I was going in skeptical because I love Rocky, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that Creed could live up to what Rocky was. Right. Creed's really good. Like it's. I've good. I've, it's I've heard that. Yeah. I watched, dude, I watched Rocky Four the other day, which is the best Rocky. I watched Rocky Four the other day. Oh. Well, Rocky, uh, Creed Two is... He he fights Drago's son. Drago's he? kid. Right. Crazy. Dude, how have you... I, like, I, 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 that's you how, judge me for not watching particular movies. Now I'm going to absolutely roast you for well, not watching these two. Here's the thing. I roast you on your movie opinions because a they're egregious and two you like you don't watch them for like weird reasons. You're like they don't look appealing to me. Like the Marvel cinematic universe to you, you're like nah. I'm not I have no interest in this. You I'm don't not- have to. And also, haven't haven't you? Aren't you not a Star Wars guy either? You ever seen? You never seen Star Wars, have you? I have seen Star Wars, but I've never. I don't. I, I haven't seen Star Wars in probably fifteen years, but. That's insane. I think no, I watch Star Wars like once a watch Star Wars. I watch Star Wars like once a year. You have to. You have to watch like at least you have to watch every, all nine movies at least once a year. Okay, so before we move on to 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 Friday Athlete Deathmatch, if we if we get there at the end of the show today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember that thing? Uh and I actually think you participated in this. I'm not sure if I did, but that social media thing where it's just like name five movies that you can confidently say you've watched 10 times. I, yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted my answers. Yeah, I did. I don't think I ever tweeted mine. I think I did do it though. Okay. I'll read, listen, I'll read, I'll read them out. And then you tell me what yours were. Okay. I got mine right here. Okay. Go. 
Now, the, okay, so the question, okay, so just to, to fill everyone in, there was a tweet by, by L. Duncan. She's great. She's from ESPN. Uh, it says, what are five movies that you're confident you've seen at least 10 times? L. Now, Duncan got so famous after the whole girl dad thing. She's awesome. I love she L. Really, she really, that was her making into what she is now. She was, she's very good. Yeah, she's great. Uh, now these like th- these aren't like my favorite movies or like the movies I think are the best movies. It's just the movies that I've watched the most. I and I'm yeah. I'm definitely confident I've seen these movies at least ten times. So uh, the top, so the five are uh, the number one is Superbad. It's my favorite movie of all time in any genre. Uh, I'm so shocked by that. You've watched some I, iconic I, movies. I think that Superbad is your favorite movie of all time. It's. <laughs> Dude, I I'm telling you, I <laughs> I can't explain it. It's a perfect, it's a perfect movie. It's for me. It's Super it's like that is the one with with um with Jonah Ed Hill. Helms. No, and no, no. Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Bill Hader, Seth Rogen. What what am I thinking of? Who did you say? You said Ed Helms, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, uh, The Hangover. That's The Hangover. The Hangover. That's right. That's right. I love The Hangover. Right. The Hangover is great. Dude. The Hangover. The Hangover one is one of the funniest movies of all time. It's a hysterical movie. The but hangover. I can't. That's what I, can't, I, I can't explain it, man. I, I think I, Superbad is like a euphoric watch for me. I just I super bad. every time every time it's on. If it's on TV, oh. I don't care if it's, if it's censored for television. I'm watching the whole thing. I can't just like. God. Past it. All right, whatever. Okay, so Superbad's number one. Okay. Uh, the Dark Knight's number two. Second favorite movie ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is my third one. I have seen wow. that movie several times. Spider-Man 3. Love it. Love Spider-Man okay. 3. Great movie. Gotcha. Uh, four, I have Goodfellas. I've seen that movie quite a few times. Okay. Very good. Very, very good movie. And five, I got Happy Gilmore. Seen Happy Gilmore. I've seen Happy, Happy Gilmore. great. I've seen Happy Gilmore has great rewatch value. It has. It's so good. It's so good. Get I mean, in your home. You can you can watch that movie anytime, any day, any time of the year. It's great. I That's the jacket belongs to Mister Gilmore. I say, man. <laughs> I, I I still think like some of the funniest exchanges in movie history are between. Mr. Larson and Shooter McGavin. <laughs> it's just you in the parking lot. That's two thus far, Shooter. <laughs> oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> I still like when, great. when he turns around, he's like, well, moron, good for happy Gilmo. My God. He looks up and sees him. <laughs> he's got the nail in his head. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I think it's far and away Adam Sandler's funniest movie. I think it is too. People think it's like a tie between that and Billy Madison. No, I will. I will take. No, it happy, I will take Happy Gilmore. Six Ways to Sunday. That is the best one. All right, I agree. Well, what happy are you, funnier than Billy Madison. What are What are five movies you're confident you've seen at least ten? <sighs> okay, so um, can I guess? I have, can I can I guess one of them? I have four. Okay, I have four like ironclad. Can I guess one of them? Go ahead. Is one of them draft day? Yes. All right. Okay, so draft day is one. Mm-hmm. Moneyball is two. Ah, that's a good one. My favorite movie of all time, Thirteen Hours, is three. Okay. Have you ever seen that? By the way, no, not yet. We've, that's something yeah. that uh, I'm not going to crap on you for not watching it because I I feel like a lot of people haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. But that is something that you need to watch. Okay. Um, it's on my list. So, uh, Thirteen Hours, Moneyball, Draft Day, Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, is one. Um, and I am kind of torn here because I I think there's probably a couple that I've seen a bunch, but I'm not sure I can confidently say I've seen them 10 times. So um, when I was a kid, I was big into the Harry Potter movies. So I would pr- I like that is probably my safest bet. Uh huh. Um, do you remember the cartoon movie Meet the Robinsons? I do. That is probably a contender for me, too, because I watched that a lot when I was a kid. OK, Um but I'm trying to think of even of something that's a little bit more 
Yeah, because there were a lot of movies where I was like, now. I don't know, I don't know about ten times, but definitely. Remember the I've Titans seen. probably would be up there. Yeah, like I, I can, I can probably say it. Like I've seen, I've seen Saving Private Ryan like probably like five times. I've seen that like I've seen that a decent amount. I don't yeah. know about ten, but these are movies I know for I know for a fact I've seen over ten times. Like from from beginning to end, ten times. Like in my whole life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Happy oh, Gil- Happy Gilmore is up there too. I like. I can't believe that Happy. I didn't see Happy Gilmore more because Happy, Happy Gilmore. The, Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore is, like- is is one of the like you just turn on. That has to be one of the most popular movies of just being on television when you turn it on. Do you consider it? Is it a sports movie? Uh, mm, that's a good that's, question. That's a t- it's tough, right? I would, it is I would, tough. I would say it is. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's revolved, centered around golf. It's it's centered around golf, and when it's not around golf, like he's trying to be a hockey player. Like I feel like it's yeah, it, it's about sports, but it's not. It's like it's like people saying that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. It isn't. We're not going to get into this. Are we? <laughs> we're There's not. Minutes we're left. Not, we're not getting thrown into this. Into okay. this conversation. Die is. Hard is not a Christmas movie. Period. It isn't. Okay. I'm just going to leave I, it at that. No, I will leave this discussion with this, Matt. It's all in the hips. It's all. In- <laughs> I, you can't just distract me with a happy Gilmore line. I'm sorry. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's not, I, like, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Die Hard is a Christmas. Happy forget forget Friday Death Athlete Deathmatch. Oh, death my match. God. For, forget Friday Athlete Deathmatch. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, I don't care if we debate that. this. No, it's not. You're not moving hour. me on this. Okay. There's Let's, no sense I'm, in having I'm, a discussion. I'm, gonna, I'm asking you one question. I'm asking you one question. Yeah. What classifies a Christmas movie? The movie. What, what classifies a Christmas movie? The movie needs to be about Christmas. The movie needs to be False. about Christmas or revolving Christmas. So False. the movie has to take place on or around Christmas. That does That does not know. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Every Christmas movie from the beginning of time has taken has, has set in or around Christmas time. On okay. Christmas does Day. That, Christmas does Eve, that mean any December? movie that has Christmas in it? Any movie that has no, Christmas in no, it? No. No. But so the then what's the criteria movie, then? The, Die Hard's different because Die Hard, the entire movie is on Christmas Eve. Right, but it, is, it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, other than the fact that it's on the day there, of Christmas. There are Christmas puns everywhere. Oh, there are Christmas puns Matt, all throughout the movie. Matt, Matt. Ho, ho, ho. Have you I ever, have a, I have have a I ever read you my poem? What? No. What poem? My it's it, my poem. I, I, I like to... It's It's very personal to me. Roses are red. <laughs> Violets are blue. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. That's not a even po- a poem. poem. That's, that's, not, that's not even a poem. <laughs> not even a poem. Not even a poem. It's a terrible it's use of I- it's a terrible use of iambic pen. You're right. It's it's a sonnet. Um <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It, I'm sorry, it's a Christmas movie. Matt, okay. It's a wonderful life is a Christmas movie because it's about a Christmas miracle, right? Okay. Miracle it's a wonderful life. Street it's a wonderful life. It's about a Christmas is, miracle. It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on, on 34th Street are the quintessential Christmas movies. You're right. 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 Because be, just because Home Sam, Alone, Home Alone is a Christmas ah, movie. Ah, see, Home Alone is a Christmas see, movie. See, do you know you're, why? You're, you're, you know why it's a Christmas contra- movie? You're contradicting yourself. No, do you know why it's a Christmas movie? Why is it a Christmas movie? Because it's about family. It's about being with your family on Christmas. That's why. That's the message. That's not what the movie's about. That's not the plot of the movie. It's different. When you when you take Home Alone okay, on Matt, message, plot, whatever. Okay, when you what take, the movie's when trying you take to tell Home you Alone. is has something to do with Christmas. Die Hard has I love Die Hard. Don't take it wrong the wrong way. I love Die Hard. Die Hard should have been on my list, by the way. I've seen Die Hard close to ten times. Die Hard's awesome. Okay. But yeah. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Period. End of discussion. It is not. Okay, it has nothing to do with Christmas, other than the fact that the the whatever the the whatever happens in that movie happens during a Christmas party. That is it. That's it. 
That is the only thing involving Christmas in the entire movie. That's not true. It is true, Matt. That's not true. That's not true. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have it set on Christmas Eve if they didn't have to do with Christmas. It, it, it's on Christmas Eve for a reason. Could they have made that movie? Could Why they have it? made that movie without it being on Christmas? Yeah, but they didn't because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, they, they made it on Christmas. <laughs> Why? Because they, they wanted to? No, because it's a Christmas yes! movie. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, it's a Christmas oh my movie. Gosh. It's a Christmas movie. Sorry. Matt, it's not. It isn't a Christmas movie. Okay. It is, though. But Get it through your thick, dumb skull. Sorry, it's buddy. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. All right. That does it for us. Mike Guido, Matt Catarizzolo here on a Friday. Guido's Grand Iron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.